section twenty five of great epics in american history volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox great epics in american history volume one voyages of discovery and early explorations one thousand a d to sixteen eighty two by francis whiting halsey section twenty five drake's visit to california fifteen seventy nine by one of drake's companions from guatulco we departed the day following viz april sixteenth fifteen seventy nine setting our course directly into the sea whereon we sailed five hundred leagues in longitude to get a wind and between that and june third fourteen hundred leagues in all till we came into forty-two degrees of north latitude where in the night following we found such alteration of heat into extreme and nipping cold that our men in general did grievously complain thereof some of them feeling their healths much impaired thereby neither was it that this chanced in the night alone but the day following carried with it not only the marks but the stings and force of the night going before to the great admiration of us all for besides that the pinching and biting air was nothing altered the very ropes of our ship were stiff and the rain which fell was an unnatural congealed and frozen substance so that we seemed rather to be in the frozen zone than in any way so near unto the sun or these hotter climates the third day following viz the twenty-first our ship having received a leak at sea was brought to anchor nearer the shore that her goods being landed she might be repaired but for that we were to prevent any danger that might chance against our safety our general first of all landed his men with all necessary provision to build tents and make a fort for the defence of ourselves and goods and that we might under the shelter of it with more safety whatever should befall end our business which when the people of the country perceived us doing as men set on fire to war in defence of their country in great haste and companies with such weapons as they had they came down unto us and yet with no hostile meaning or intent to hurt us standing when they drew near as men ravished in their minds with the sight of such things as they never had seen or heard of before that time their errand being rather with submission and fear to worship us as gods than to have any war with us as with mortal men which thing as it did partly shew itself at that instant so did it more and more manifest itself afterwards during the whole time of our abode amongst them at this time being willed by signs to lay from them their bows and arrows they did as they were directed and so did all the rest as they came more and more by companies unto them growing in a little while to a great number both of men and women to the intent therefore that this peace which they themselves so willingly sought might without any cause of the breach thereof on our part given be continued and that we might with more safety and expedition end our business in quiet our general with all his company used all means possible gently to entreat them bestowing upon each of them liberally good and necessary things to cover their nakedness withal signifying unto them that we were no gods but men and had need of such things to cover our own shame 
teaching them to use them to the same ends for which cause also we did eat and drink in their presence giving them to understand that without that we could not live and therefore were but men as they notwithstanding nothing could persuade them nor remove that opinion which they had conceived of us that we should be gods in recompense of those things which they had received of us as shirts linen cloth etc they bestowed upon our general and diverse of our company diverse things as feathers calls of network the quivers of their arrows made of fawn skins and the very skins of beasts that their women wore upon their bodies having thus had their fill of this time's visiting and beholding of us they departed with joy to their houses which houses are digged round within the earth and have from the uppermost brims of the circle clefts of wood set up and joined close together at the top like our spires on the steeple of a church which being covered with earth suffer no water to enter and are very warm the door in the most part of them performs the office also of a chimney to let out the smoke it's made in bigness and fashion like to an ordinary scuttle in a ship and standing slopewise their beds are the hard ground only with rushes strewed upon it and lying round about the house have their fire in the midst which by reason that the house is but low vaulted round and close giveth a marvellous reflection to their bodies to heat the same their men for the most part go naked the women take a kind of bulrushes and combing it after the manner of hemp make themselves thereof a loose garment which being knit about their middles hangs down about their hips and so affords to them a covering of that which nature teaches should be hidden about their shoulders they wear also the skin of a deer with the hair upon it they are very obedient to their husbands and exceeding ready in all services yet of themselves offering to do nothing without the consents or being called of the men against the end of three days more the news having the while spread itself farther and as it seemed a great way up into the country were assembled the greatest number of people which we could reasonably imagine to dwell within any convenient distance round about amongst the rest the king himself a man of goodly stature and comely personage attended with his guard of about one hundred tall and warlike men this day viz june twenty sixth came down to see us before his coming were sent two ambassadors or messengers to our general to signify that their hio that is their king was coming and at hand they in the delivery of their message the one spake with a soft and low voice prompting his fellow the other pronounced the same word by word after him with a voice more audible continuing their proclamation for such it was about half an hour which being ended they by signs made request to our general to send something by their hands to their hio or king as a token that his coming might be in peace our general willingly satisfied their desire and they glad men made speedy return to their hio neither was it long before their king making as princely a show as he possibly could with all his train came forward in their comings forwards they cried continually after a singing manner with a lusty courage 
and as they drew nearer and nearer towards us so did they more and more strive to behave themselves with a certain comeliness and gravity in all their actions in the forefront came a man of a large body and goodly aspect bearing the sceptre or royal mace made of a certain kind of black wood and in length about a yard and a half before the king whereupon hang two crowns a bigger and a lesser with three chains of a marvellous length and often doubled besides a bag of the herb tabac the crowns were made of knitwork wrought upon most curiously with feathers of diverse colours very artificially placed and of a formal fashion the chains seemed of a bony substance every link or part thereof being very little thin most finely burnished with a hole pierced through the midst the number of links going to make one chain is in a manner infinite but of such estimation it is amongst them that few be the persons that are admitted to wear the same and even they to whom it's lawful to use them yet are stinted what number they shall use as some ten some twelve some twenty and as they exceed in number of chains so thereby are they known to be the more honourable personages next unto him that bare this sceptre was the king himself with his guard about him his attire upon his head was a call of knitwork wrought upon somewhat like the crowns but differing much both in fashion and perfectness of work upon his shoulders he had on a coat of the skins of conies reaching to his waist his guard also had each coats of the same shape but of other skins some having calls likewise stuck with feathers or covered over with a certain down which groweth up in the country upon an herb much like our lettuce which exceeds any other down in the world for fineness and being laid upon their calls by no winds can be removed in the meantime our general having assembled his men together as forecasting the danger and worst that might fall out prepared himself to stand upon sure ground that we might at all times be ready in our own defence if anything should chance otherwise than was looked for or expected wherefore every man being in a warlike readiness he marched within his fenced place making against their approach a most warlike show as he did also at other times of their resort whereby if they had been desperate enemies they could not have chosen but have conceived terror and fear with discouragement to attempt anything against us in beholding of the same when they were come somewhat near us trooping together they gave us a common or general salutation observing in the meantime a general silence whereupon he who bare the sceptre before the king being prompted by another whom the king assigned to that office pronounced with an audible and manly voice what the other spake to him in secret continuing whether it were his oration or proclamation at the least half an hour at the close whereof there was a common amen in sign of approbation given by every person and the king himself with the whole number of men and women the little children only remaining behind came further down the hill and as they came set themselves again in their former order and being now come to the foot of the hill and near our fort the sceptre-bearer with a composed countenance and stately carriage began a song and answerable thereunto observed a kind of measures in a dance 
whom the king with his guard and every other sort of person following did in like manner sing and dance saving only the women who danced but kept silence as they danced they still came on and our general perceiving their plain and simple meaning gave order that they might freely enter without interruption within our bulwark where after they had entered they yet continued their song and dance a reasonable time their women also following them with their wassail bowls in their hands their bodies bruised their faces tome their dugs breasts and other parts bespotted with blood trickling down from their wounds which with their nails they had made before their coming after that they had satisfied or rather tired themselves in this manner they made signs to our general to have him sit down unto whom both the kings and divers others made several orations or rather indeed if we had understood them supplications that he would take the province and kingdom into his hand and become their king and patron making signs that they would resign unto him their right and title in the whole land and become his vassals in themselves and their posterities which that they might make us indeed believe that it was their true meaning and intent the king himself with all the rest with one consent and with great reverence joyfully singing a song set the crown upon his head enriched his neck with all their chains and offering unto him many other things honoured him by the name of hio adding thereunto as it might seem a song and dance of triumph because they were not only visited of the gods for so they still judged us to be but the great and chief god was now become their god their king and patron and themselves were become the only happy and blessed people in the world these things being so freely offered our general thought not meet to reject or refuse the same both for that he would not give them any cause of mistrust or disliking of him that being the only place wherein at this present we were of necessity enforced to seek relief of many things and chiefly for that he knew not to what good end god had brought this to pass or what honour and profit it might bring to our country in time to come wherefore in the name and to the use of her most excellent majesty he took the sceptre crown and dignity of the said country into his hand wishing nothing more than that it had lain so fitly for her majesty to enjoy as it was now her proper own and that the riches and treasures thereof wherewith in the upland countries it abounds might with as great conveniency be transported to the enriching of her kingdom here at home as it is in plenty to be attained there and especially that so tractable and loving a people as they shewed themselves to be might have means to have manifested their most willing obedience the more unto her and by her means as a mother and nurse of the church of christ might by the preaching of the gospel be brought to the right knowledge and obedience of the true and ever-living god the ceremonies of this resigning and receiving of the kingdom being thus performed the common sort both of men and women leaving the king and his guard about him with our general dispersed themselves among our people taking a diligent view or survey of every man and finding such as pleased their fancies which commonly were the youngest of us they presently enclosing them about offered their sacrifices unto them crying out with lamentable shrieks and moans weeping and scratching and tearing their very flesh off their faces with their nails 
neither were it the women alone which did this but even old men roaring and crying out were as violent as the women were few were the days wherein they were absent from us during the whole time of our abode in that place and ordinarily every third day they brought their sacrifices till such time as they certainly understood our meaning that we took no pleasure but were displeased with them whereupon their zeal abated and their sacrificing for a season to our good liking ceased notwithstanding they continued still to make their resort unto us in great abundance and in such sort that they oft-time forgot to provide meat for their own sustenance this country our general named albion and that for two causes the one in respect of the white banks and cliffs which lie toward the sea the other that it might have some affinity even in name also with our own country which was sometimes so called before we went from thence our general caused to be set up a monument of our being there as also of her majesty's and successors right and title to that kingdom namely a plate of brass fast nailed to a great and firm post whereon is engraven her grace's name and the day and year of our arrival there and of the free giving up of the province and kingdom both by the king and people into her majesty's hands together with her highness's picture and armies in a piece of sixpence current english money showing itself by a hole made of purpose through the plate underneath was likewise engraven the name of our general etc the spaniards never had any dealing or so much as set a foot in this country the utmost of their discoveries reaching only to many degrees southward of this place and now as the time of our departure was perceived by them to draw nigh so did the sorrows and miseries of this people seem to themselves to increase upon them and the more certain they were of our going away the more doubtful they shewed themselves what they might do so that we might easily judge that that joy being exceeding great wherewith they received us at our first arrival was clean drowned in their excessive sorrow for our departing for they did not only lose on a sudden all mirth joy glad countenance pleasant speeches agility of body familiar rejoicing one with another and all pleasure whatever flesh and blood might be delighted in but with sighs and sorrowings with heavy hearts and grieved minds they poured out woeful complaints and moans with bitter tears and wringing of their hands tormenting themselves and as men refusing all comfort they only accounted themselves as castaways and those whom the gods were about to forsake so that nothing we could say or do was able to ease them of their so heavy a burthen or to deliver them from so desperate a strait as our leaving of them did seem to them that it would cast them into the twenty-third of july they took a sorrowful farewell of us but being loath to leave us they presently ran to the top of the hills to keep us in their sight as long as they could making fires before and behind and on each side of them burning therein as is to be supposed sacrifices at our departure End of section twenty five